Matthew, welcome to episode 11 of the Performance Advantage podcast, and today we're talking, um, what would you call it, Matt? Buying things? Yeah, things to buy. Things to buy. Things you definitely need to buy. For at different price ranges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think this would be pretty valuable for those people who are always pretty keen to cruise the internet and figure out what their next purchase is going to be. Yeah, well, I think there's a million things you could buy, right? And you could spend, like, you could buy a new bicycle and spend 15 grand if you really wanted to. <laughs> but maybe you, you know, so we set out, like, uh, different price brackets. So something you can buy over $500, something you can buy for $250, something you can buy for less than $50. And, you know, we'll talk about why. But, you know, maybe those are things that you could get faster with, Versus spending fifteen grand on a new bike, so we'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah, and maybe they'll contribute to just as much to um to making you go faster. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant, right? Came out that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, first yeah. off, um, um, we had a we had a pretty fun week last week. Um, in yeah, Rome. yeah, recording recording live and you staying at my place and testing out the brake power meter yeah yeah so we got you to do um eagle versus shark in rotorua one of the more popular like really fast like kind of flow trails so you did it a couple times um and we measured your braking i spent you know all my time since then making videos and analyzing your braking um (laughs) and then you know kind of left you with some pointers um of how you could maybe go faster yeah. What did you think about the pointer? Um, so, well, initial. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry if I butt in, Matt. There's just a little delay. I think I'm picking up on your end. Uh, yeah, what do I think of the, the pointers? Good, except, yeah, I don't really know how to put more weight onto the back tires <laughs> so they grip more. Yeah. Yeah, that was. So, one of the suggestions was for Will to maybe. St- not break in the turns so what we saw in the video is that you're kind of breaking uh as you're in the turn and then through the apex and then you need to speed up out of it um so you know if we can get you to break ahead of the turns you can enter the turn with more traction uh, which would be good for your safety i mean you did crash with the setup so um (laughs) we we don't want that come on you know i was a bit worried that it was broken but we got to the bottom and everything was all good um you know Nothing like crashing with, you know, 20 grand worth of sensors. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, so, it, you know, we thought maybe if you could break ahead of the turns, um, you could ride with more control. And then also what, um, what would be really good for you to ride faster down the hills is to brake harder. So sometimes we're really limited by how much grip we have on our tires. So if you can really drop your weight, like drop your heels down, drop your center of mass down, you can hopefully get more grip on the tire so that way when you do brake hard, you don't just start sliding out of control. You can really get that bite and just carry on and go faster. Uh, right, so you want I want to be coming into the corners. At the moment, I sort of drag the brake all the way in and through the corner. Yeah, that's pretty common though. Yeah, it yeah. just feels more controlled. Yeah, but it's not. It's not because as you lean the tire you have fewer knobs down on, on the ground, in contact on the ground. And then what you're doing at the same time is you're 
slowing the rotation of the tire. Yeah, um, so like traction's limiting. I've seen that. Like yeah. I know if a rolling wheel has more traction than a static wheel. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So um, that's just you know a couple of strategies. And as I look at it more, um, we'll figure out more ways, and you can review your own footage. Yeah, I was watching it. It's really cool. Like even the front versus rear stuff. I was like, oh, hang on, I didn't realize. You just don't know. Like there's been never any way to measure braking. It's really cool to overlay it with the video. Like when you're just grabbing some brake and you're like, why? Like I know that section. I I know I don't need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and you can also see like, wow, I know that corner, and I know I can probably go really. If I hug the inside, I probably wouldn't need to brake, but. You can see me grabbing a bunch of brake going into a corner that could be handled without braking. Yeah, um, or even just braking it just way ahead. Like if you know what's coming up, be like, oh, I'm gonna need to slow down. I'm going way too fast. Slow down really fast, and then you know, exit with speed and control. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So to um, I mean, I sort of want it on all the time. Yeah. Can I have one or? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll come test you whenever you want. Yeah, <laughs> come to Rotorua. I any excuse to go to Rotorua is good for me. So I'll yeah. see you, you know, in a couple hours if you want. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that was that was really really cool. Um, have you compared it to your braking? Uh, I haven't synced my video up yet, but um, I was watching the video, and um, one thing that I know I did differently than you is I um, I coasted a bit more. Um, mostly, I was just listening to breathing. Um, yeah, and I know what I did. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, um, because I took a more pumpy kind of, um, flowy kind of approach where I was trying to just expend as little energy as I could. It'll be yeah. interesting to see how, um, the overall time compares, um, yeah. between us and also like how that affected my braking. Um, so yeah, that'll be really interesting. So we'll be able to talk about that next week for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, that was pretty much, that was our week, really. And then on top of that, well, this weekend, Matt, it's the big one. Oh. It's, it's the Rotorua Marathon. Yeah, this is a big one. This is a big one for you. You've been talking about that for a long time. Yeah, it's the first, uh, I guess, the first race I've fully, fully committed to for a very, like, long build-up. Um, normally, I've sort of had a structured... Um, you know off-season training but there's always been races where I've yeah just tried I've only given myself maybe 10 weeks or so um, just because there's been another race and another race and then I've tried to recover and then had to build up again um, but this one after the Kepler Challenge ultra marathon in December I pretty much said I want to commit to finding my limits in the marathon and that was maybe 20 weeks I think um, maybe a bit over so I did a full um, base phase like a full 12 weeks of base training um, and then got into the marathon specific stuff and I've never been this fast or this well conditioned uh, to running before like I got a three minute PB on my half marathon and that was under training load uh, you know that's pretty massive going from like a 116 to a 113 um, at that kind of speed so yeah like I'm obviously very nervous to to let myself down <laughs> um, but otherwise very excited to see what I can do because um, the worst thing is about committing so much time and energy to building up to these 
you know these key events you've you've really uh, committed to is that yeah you the the pressure you put on yourself um, so like I want to go as close to two thirty as possible um, but I've also tried to remove myself from that time goal and really just like look I know what condition I'm in I know what can happen on the day so it's just do everything I can to try and try and get it and then yeah. like I also know some of the other competitors and I know potentially I'd be in in contention for a podium um which is then there's prize money so like you've got to try and put all of that out of your mind and that's really hard when you when you start the race or I've already thought about oh what if people go off the front what if they're just a bit faster than me should I go shouldn't I like but there's two different races there there's like oh am I racing to find my limits or am I racing to try and beat someone and then you get drawn into their race um so yeah it's a different ball game if you're when you're racing to win versus racing to um to to your best because like you know kind of what we talked about last week was power and we power is really good to kind of gauge your effort and you know if you do it right you can use the power meter the running power meter to get your pv but at the same time if someone goes off the front you know and you want it like you really want to win um you know you need to like you just need to make sure that your what you know doesn't go out the window just because someone goes off the front yeah well like there are going to be a couple guys that are, uh, are the league above what i am but there is a few of us around that that um low 230s and so yeah this course is really challenging it's quite hilly it goes around lake rotorua um it's a pretty unique kind of course um and you know the weather and everything and it's just a marathon it's uh you you know what you do at the start can be completely different to what happens at the end of the race yeah it's still Um, two and a half hours or you know or more yeah yeah of running at a very high intensity um and when you're trying to go for your your personal best you just have that fine line of like okay i didn't i I felt comfortable and I knew I was going a little bit over, but I thought that'd be fine. And like 20 Ks later, that little bit over becomes a lot of bit under. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you start walking or crawling or sleeping or just <laughs> doing something, right? Yeah. Well, exactly. Like, um, I've, I've ruined some races, uh, going out too hard. And, and like one of them was not even going out essentially too hard. It was just not listening to my body in the conditions Yeah. where it was like, um, I was running with a friend of mine and we trained for this event and it was, I was sort of like, man, it's getting pretty hot. Like, it, and I was, I'm, I'm feeling it, you know? And he's like, you'll be right. But that was at 10 Ks maybe into a marathon and you're not going to be right. Like there's, mm, yeah. there's no chance where you're just going to like suddenly not get hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. And then I ended up walking at halfway um, and then it was like this run walk kind of, Ah, just mess and not a proactive run walk like a reactive feeling sorry for myself should i pull out tail between the legs yeah like oh you're already like writing the mistake blog like in your head as it's happening (laughs) like uh so i did this run and i did it all wrong right what uh what to put up on on my social media strava like title what captions gonna go with the the disappointment yeah. well What's strava excuse? strava you'd put um training run obviously 
so people don't think like you actually wanted to do well. And then um, on on the gram, you'd put um, like you don't want to make yourself sound sad, but at the same time, you need to let everyone know you're disappointed. So yeah, just like that. Line. I'm better than that, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. There's a fine line. Like, no one expects you to be happy with your performance on social media unless you win. <laughs> but even that, like, you're surprised when you win. You know. You know. You no. You're humbled. Yeah. Oh, that one's my favorite. Humble. Yeah, I know you like that one. Uh, yeah, I hate that. Oh, I'm so humbled that uh, all of my training and all of my preparation has um, allowed me to beat everyone. That's very yeah. humbling. Yeah. Or the opposite of humbling, I guess. Yeah. Like humbling would be when you get actually smashed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, We'll get into that another day. Um, Um, (laughs) Yeah. But all the best for this weekend. We'll be rooting for you. So we'll look forward to uh, a good report. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like if you follow the performance advantage Instagram and it should be linked to Facebook stories as well. um, I, I think Emma my wife will be putting up the the gram um, on how the race progress is going. So that's at performance.advantage on the gram. Um, you'll be able to see how it's how it's all panning out. Maybe. I mean, if it just stops at like 30k and there's no updates, it's, you can she figure out what's <laughs> you can figure <laughs> out what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we want to see like the 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 highs and the lows. Like you know, can't just show the highs. Nah, it's hard. Like you're it's... you're being an open book about your training and stuff. Like you yeah. need to show the lows, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, it happens to all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll look forward to it. Um. Yeah. So there's not super good reception all around the lake, and if the weather's bad, Emma's like, "I'm not biking next year. <laughs> I'm not following the race." Yeah. Well, it is Rotorua, so so it won't be raining. Okay. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> Um, all right, Matt. Well, enough ranting. We should get into our our three levels of what to buy for. What are we calling it? What to buy for endurance athletes? What to buy for sports enthusiasts, trainers, fitness people? Well, like our like what we talk about like on our podcast is kind of endurance, kind of athletes, and you know people that want to get fit you know i I think like so mine's going to be like geared towards like cyclists or mountain bikers yeah and yours might be geared towards a mixture of all yeah runners and and triathletes i guess yeah yeah Um, so we cover a broad spectrum yeah all right and so we're going to give ourselves 10 minutes each so it doesn't get into um too long of a rant okay so i'm going to start start in the timer for the 10 minutes and the first one is greater than 500 what? Oh, we're starting with the high. Yeah, I yeah, thought we'd yeah, start yeah. with the low yeah, and build up. This is my structure, dude. This oh, is my man. structure. All right. Yeah, I came into this one with the, the how it's going to play out in my head, so we're going to do it my way. Okay, all right. Yeah. So we're using your head. Yeah. Okay, Matt. All right, well, it's your idea, so you go yeah. first. Okay, okay. Okay, so greater than $500. Are, um, <laughs> are we talking... Actually, I didn't set this rule out. Are we talking New Zealand dollars or, like, real dollars? I mean, if you're talking over 500 US, um, New Zealand dollars, you that's pretty much everything. Um, yeah. Because our dollar's worth about three pesos. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we're, I, I don't know. you. What would you like to do? Um, let's do US dollars. Because okay. everyone knows how, like, a, a currency translates 
to U.S. dollars, but if someone's listening to the U.S., they're not going to quite know. Yeah, well, about thirty percent of our listeners are U.S. So okay, there we go. There we go. So all right, and so, most people buy things online. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we should do um, pounds because everyone's buying off chain reaction cycles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But okay, I'll give you mine. Do you have any guesses? It's um, uh, <laughs> a, a power meter. Oh, you read my mind. Yeah. What? Yeah. So That's crazy. Um, did you know that I was gonna put that power yes. meter? Okay. So yeah, if you have more than five hundred dollars to spend, um, and you're training for cycling, or mountain biking, or triathlon, buy a power meter. Yes. And okay. like I, that, I like um, I don't know how much I need to back that up because we talked a lot about power meters. So we have a like. Uh, cycling with power podcast that we talked about and i talked about yeah. how much i love power meters episode like, three yeah. um and also on um performance advantage or pacoaching.tv um i put the blog up and there's a little calculator there on calculating your ftp like your power training zones ah yeah 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 and obviously really mtbphd.com has um man one of my athletes jumped on your page and said okay i've read everything Matt wrote about power meters and I bought one. There we go. That's what we want. Yeah. That's what we want. That's good. Because, um, you know, like, if you are trying to, like, figure out where you are with your fitness and your, like, actual performance and you're trying to, like, analyze how your performances went in training or in racing, like, a power meter is going to be the way to do it. It's going to cover so many things that go beyond just heart rate. So if you have, like, that extra cash laying around um, or even if you don't, like take a loan out from the bank and um, get a power meter. Yeah, that's what I yeah. got. Um, so, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So what what was yours for greater than five hundred dollars? Okay, so mine is something I've just purchased myself. Is the Garmin nine three five? Wow, that's very specific. Yes, okay. it is. Um, I guess I would say the. The Garmin 935 or the Garmin Phoenix 5 or 5X. Um, These watches, and I also want to, I'm going to put a video up of why I've switched from Sunto to Garmin. Um, But to not get into that too much. These watches, so they're, um, yeah, I guess four, actually, yeah, around 500. Could actually just be a little bit lower than 500. We're talking US dollars. Um... Depends on what you get, because you know there's different. If you get the heart rate monitor and things, but these watches, these Garmin's, have just the accessibility and integration of absolutely everything. Um, they cover so many metrics, and the user friendly, um, and the ability to tie in with, you know, things like Training Peaks, things like the the performance advantage online coaching platform um just they're so easy garmin make it so easy to um write they've got applications like an app store um so any even if garmin hasn't created a feature someone else has made an app for it oh wow um and they've got they're just like well you know you've worked i don't want to say you've worked with garmin but um you know that they're good at procuring different companies and drawing in um, 
different technologies into their system. And Sunto, great watches. There's definitely nothing wrong with the watch, but the surrounding background stuff, like for me, which is quite important, and also if I was going to recommend it to, um, you know, my mum, she goes, I want a GPS watch. I'm going to say Garmin, just the user friendliness of it, the application. Sunto have launched this new app, and it's not ready yet. They're just behind the eight ball. And, um, you know, that like, there's just annoying things that are happening with it. I got the app. Sunto, yep, cool. They got an app. Now I can upload my data just straight from my watch through my phone. And then it sends it to Training Peaks. And it sends the whole file. So if you, you know, were waiting for a mate for 15 minutes and you paused your watch, it includes that whole 15-minute pause. So it says, like, my run... My one hour run was one and a half hours and my average pace was like eight minute Ks because like oh, half yeah, an hour yeah, of that yeah. was maybe, it's just, you okay. know, there's just all the stuff that's not super clean. Yeah. So Now, if you're, if you're not integrate, if you're just merely, merely want a GPS watch, um, then Sunto offer a bit more features for a lower price point, but this, these Garmin's are, are the tippy top, you know, and they've got the triathlon functionality in it um you know they're linking to power meters and plus and bluetooth that's what we um, want linking the power meters are you wearing <laughs> it right now it's plugged into the computer oh i see i see um yeah. got to okay. set it all up you know oh uh, so you haven't even set it all up no oh, i like it literally arrived this morning oh that's exciting it is very exciting i can't can't wait it's like christmas a little bit, a little yeah. bit, yeah. So okay. selling my Sunto if anyone wants it. I'm sure I've just ripped it out. <laughs> yeah, no, they're great, I'm really like, keen on a Sunto, yeah. Um, they're, they're really, really good. But they just, like, if you're really into the the, the features um, and the tech, then then you're going to want to want to jump on, on the Garmin bandwagon. Yeah, no, I was, I was interested in a Garmin anyway. So as we were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want us one of those little ones. But, um, yeah, okay, okay, that's good. So, um, you know, if someone had, you know, say, over $1,000 to spend, they could get a power meter and a Garmin. Why? <laughs> Couldn't they? Yeah, they so might they could... even have bundles, <laughs> possibly. The Garmin pedals, I'm sure they'd yeah. have a Garmin watch yeah. pedal yeah. thing. Yeah, um, oh, well, that, that's, that'd be pretty Actually, good. like, if you're going to buy the Phoenix 5X with the triathlon bundle, then it's over 1000 bucks okay that has like a special heart rate monitor that has a built-in like running power meter and swimming metrics so wow okay you're getting so like then if you're say um a runner or a triathlete you're getting besides the the cycling power meter you're getting all the data you know from because not a lot of um uh companies can put out any swimming data uh, especially heart rate Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there, yeah. there you go. So that that's well over five hundred dollars. But um, yeah, that I think we'd have our bases covered with the triathlon bundle and a power meter. Yeah, we'd be good. I guess the discussion, like, if you had to ask me, if someone's starting from fresh and they go, I've oh, got a thousand bucks, and I don't have a watch, would I say get a watch or get a power meter? Mm, like you yeah. kind of need one or the other. Um, but. Yeah, well, you need at least something to read your power meter, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Like, you could use an app, right? But I think a lot, like, most people have, like, a little GPS thing 
that goes on their handlebars by now anyway. Yeah, I mean, like, the Garmin um, or Polar or some sort of head unit, uh, you can get them for, like, 100 bucks or so. So okay. you'd probably buy that with your power meter. But that would be a, that would be a pretty hard one. I think, um, you know, with a GPS watch, because, like, heart rate's built into this watch, like, right on your wrist. You don't even need a strap. Um, Is it pretty good, The pretty accurate? Yeah, I mean, the within the within a certain range it is really good okay um but just these watches you get so much more information like your power meter's not going to give you sleep metrics well you could sleep with it yeah i'm not sure if it would give you metrics like you can true. monitor your your heart rate and <laughs> and things at sleep like i'm just imagining myself sleeping with a power meter and i think it'd be a bit fitting for like how much i love them like i would yeah just hold it or something but all right well that's that's over 500 minutes right, because yeah, we that's go. 10 minutes we've got five seconds all right left and... three two one beep beep okay cool okay so 250 us dollars 250 i think like actually like endurance sports are pretty expensive but so maybe we should have set like different ranges but um yeah i think this one's pretty good because um like I think it's pretty easy to find 250 bucks, like... Whoa! Like, you know, like... Sorry if you're about like, it. Says the guy with uh, no kids and no mortgage. Yeah, but, like, if you think about, like, how much um, people spend on a night out, right? Like, you could spend 100 bucks on a night out. And, oh, easy. Um, yeah, if you're having a few, few cocktails and a nice steak. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, you know, someone who's, like, spending 100 bucks on a night out or something or you know, really wants to improve their performance, they're like, well, oh yeah, I could spend 250 bucks, like, if it's going to make me better. So, um, I want you to go first. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is a hard one, and I don't really care about your rules of only picking one thing. Okay. Um, but the first thing would be a coach or okay. a um, consultation or, yeah, just something to do with getting guidance um whether that's a membership to performance advantage online um whether that's contacting your local coach whether that's getting a one-on-one technique session um just as we talked about in the getting a coach podcast if you are able to start ahead of the game um too often people are going oh once i get fit i'll contact such and such or once i'm ready to enter a race then i'll get some help um but i think if you right off the bat you go okay i want to do this race or i want to get fit or if you get some help straight away you're going to eliminate all of the mistakes um so my that would be around that 250 us um that mid yeah mid-range between whatever 100 and 500 dollars like you're going to be able to find some kind of help um for your training yeah um, whether that's an ongoing thing with a with a coach or a one-off technique thing, um, especially things like swimming or running or uh, yeah, different workshops or clinics or just have a training camps um, that people, different coaches and things are running. If you can go along to those seminars, all that kind of stuff, uh, I think is really valuable because once you have that knowledge, that's yours to keep. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Like. Um 
They're like it's pretty like if you buy something, like say you buy that power meter, like you can hold it and touch it and you know, like <laughs> sleep with it. Sleep with it, you know, whatever you want to do. And um but you know, then you also need to know how to use it and like get you could just get a little bit of advice. Um and you know, you can go a really long way. So a little bit of knowledge, you'll have that forever where your power meter could like leave you or like it could die or something like that. Um, whereas like, yeah, whatever is you know and have gained from that a consultation or coaching, yeah, that, that you can have that forever. Yeah, so, so that would be mine. But then if we were just talking about gadgets, because I wasn't sure on like that I didn't read the whole rule book on this. Um, yeah, that's okay. Uh, would be the stride power meter. Oh, so how much is that? 199 US. Okay, so it fits right about. Yeah, well, you had not actually mentioned US or NZ, so. Yeah. I mean, that's about 250 NZ. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 250 NZ. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. And we talked about that last week, and you showed us your data, and you showed us why you should have used it when you had it and you didn't actually use it. That was pretty cool. That was pretty yeah. Fun. That that blog's just on. Um, I just put that up on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, cool. Uh, that so you can read read about um yeah how to use it and and that kind of stuff, uh and also listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I actually got to see like running power stuff. Um, yeah. So that was pretty cool when we were talking about. It, I was like, oh yeah, and it was a bit like you when you're looking at um the breaking stuff where like it's the first time you see it someone's also trying to explain it you're like "Mm," just trying to soak it all in but i think like if i looked at the running power stuff a bit more um yeah i'd uh you know really be able to soak it up Um, yeah it's and it's not until you know like the brake power until i used it as well like until you say until i say okay run fast run up this hill run down this hill and i go look what happens you're like oh i see now that's the same as when I'm running on the flat or whatever. And then, like, with the braking, I'm like, oh, I see. Like, I don't brake in the corner. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. and I'm telling you, I'm not. And and it, I clearly am. Yeah, you definitely are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, skidding and crashing and stuff. But, like, until you, like, <laughs> visualize things, like, a couple times, like, that's when you, like, okay, I know how this feels, and, and now I know what it looks like. Um yeah and then like that's when you look at it again and again and it really starts to make sense so um, yeah and that's and that that's why that coaching con like whatever it is um when you've got someone you know knows what they're talking about teaching you it's just going to be able to disseminate that information so much clearer and then from then on you know and it's like okay well now when i like listen to to will and matt talk about running power i'm already i've already spoken with him like i know what it's all about now i'm not trying to learn it for the first time yeah 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 totally yeah cool oh i've taken up a lot of time matt you got you got just under four minutes yeah that's that's good um so 250 bucks i i also actually had two things um because i couldn't decide on which one and then i was like oh actually how much are these do these things cost um but i wrote down um, firstly, I wrote down good brakes, um, which I think is an absolute necessity. Um, no matter like what kind of mountain biking someone's doing, is just have better brakes 
and especially, especially when you have better in terms of braking, is have fresh rotors. Uh, hand up. I yeah. Have no idea. So for the brake power meter, Matt put it on my bike and he had to put different rotors on, brand new ones. And I was Amazing. like, oh, this, this is, I thought I needed like new pads or bleed my brakes or something. And um, new rotors was like, wow. Yeah. Just no idea. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, what the pros are doing, like, you know, just to like, no, we're not all going to do this, but like they're replacing the rotors multiple times per day. Yeah. Um, you know, they're at downhill race. And, you know, they're, they're on the brakes hard when they're on the brakes. Like, those things heat up and they smooth over. And, like, um, you know, suddenly they're just not that good. So, yeah, definitely, like, if you've had your mountain bike for a while and you've ridden at Rotorua a bunch of times in the wet or, you know, you've gone down long hills or, you know, it's just been there for a while, just get some fresh rotors, clean your pads, and um, you'll be good. And your performance... Like, you'll be able to stop more quickly, which means you can spend more time going fast because you don't have to brake as long. So um, so that's my first first item. And then um, kind of along with that a little bit is, like, good tires. Um, so whatever the specific kind of cycling that you're doing, um, if you're downhill mountain biking, get downhill mountain bike tires. Super sticky ones, really, really heavy. They're going to grip for days, and um, they're going to do what you want. But then... If you're racing, you know, or riding cross country or like on gravel or something, you want really, really lightweight tires that have a harder compound, um, they're going to roll faster and you'll save more energy. So it would be kind of about um, having the appropriate tire for what you're doing and uh, it's worth spending the money because, yeah, they'll do what you want. So I'd, I'd back that up with um, like triathlon as well. Yeah. That was one thing. You know, it, was, it wasn't until I spoke to the guy at the bike shop. He's, I was like, oh, how much are those? Oh, you got any ones for 50 bucks? And he's like, mate, how much time, energy, and money have you put into the sport? And you want to run subpar tires? Yeah. Like yeah. something in a triathlon, like you're buying them, I don't know, once a year maybe, twice a year. Um, and, and I was like, yeah, you're right. And he's like, yeah, these guys come in or girls and they have spent 10 grand on their bike and they want to screw themselves down on tires yeah um especially yeah. on the road like because the like you can get really cheap ones with a really low thread count and like you get like one tiny little chicken bone that you run over and it's going straight through your tire straight through the tube and um your day's over so like yep. and you know with the tubeless technology now on road bikes and everyone knows like not to pump their tires up to 130 psi like you know i have tubeless road tires 700 by 28 on this bike and i'm running them at 45 psi it's game changer absolute game changer so i have yeah. sealant in there haven't got a flat that many times so yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah okay cool so so brakes and brakes and tires or tires yeah 250 bucks man not 500 <laughs> <laughs> um all right well that's perfect 10 minutes okay yeah. so we're starting again all right now we are talking about things to buy for endurance athletes for 50 bucks or less <laughs> or less yeah okay between Go. one and 50 dollars okay um yeah so 
I set a training plan. And oh, cool. Yeah, hopefully you didn't also say that. But because um, you said that in the last one. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be redundant. Well, but, um, like there's a difference between like training plan and coaching. Yeah, um, there is. And Anyway, so I, I um, won't interrupt your go. Thank you. Uh, yeah, training plan, you know, and uh, like this would be for someone who maybe hasn't had a coach or um, is like, mm, not sure if I want to like listen to someone or if I want to have a schedule. Like you can get a training plan for like your specific sport, for what you're doing, like, um, and, you know, to, like something that's working towards your goals. You can get something like that for, you know, probably less than 50 bucks. Some of them are a bit more and you'll just get more like weeks out of it. So like you might spend more on like a 12 week plan, but you could get like a two week plan for, you know, I have some for like $20 and that you can really look at it. Like you can sit down and be like, yeah, I got these two weeks. I'm going to follow this plan and kind of see how I enjoy following the structure um, and kind of see where it leads me and see how different it is than what I normally do. So yeah. yeah. Just try it. So you can spend less than $50 just to try it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we talk, um, sort of talked about that and getting a coach a little bit. But yeah, if you spend more, sometimes you either get more weeks in terms of like it's a six-week plan and now it's a 12-week one, or you get more information around the workouts. Um, like the very basic free to $10 sort of, may, they, they may be more like, um, you know, if it's 12 weeks and it's 20 bucks, that's someone hasn't probably spent a lot of work on it. So it's more like 30-minute easy, 60-minute hard, interval session, three to five minutes hard, one minute easy. Like, it's that basic, whereas you you spend a bit more and you probably get more of like a, this workout is designed to use heart rate. Heart rate zones are attached and there'll be a chart. Um, Or at least that's how I've done it. Um, So... Yeah, yeah, training plan. All right, well, um, yeah, sure. That's probably not on my one, so I won't won't reiterate that. Okay, um, cool. No, I, I, it was, but it was ah. alongside. It was alongside a different one. Um, so my fifty dollar one would be the Strava Summit membership. Strava, you love Strava. <laughs> I do because I've been playing around with the premium features, and. You know, you and I have used a lot of these training coaching platforms. Um, There's sort of ways to analyze data and things. And the Strava one, it's just, it's really pitched at such a good level um, for someone who is looking to get a bit more information. Like, obviously with Strava, people know it as you upload your training and try and get segments or just show everyone it's the social media of training yeah right um you can put photos up what's that my dad loves it yeah yeah and then um so initially you just bought the premium because you wanted to have different weights and age groups for your segments yeah um because if you biked up a hill right and some professional had gone obviously you're not going to get the kom but then that's king of the mountain or queen of the mountain um but then if you're 100 plus kgs and you're in the 45 to 49 age group, you can win you might everything. Be the, you might be the one winning everything, yeah. but you've got to pay to use that. Oh, so that was yeah. initially how they got people in, but now they've got all these features where they've got a training plan. Um, you know, I checked it out. It's um, kind of average, but also not horrible. Um, yeah. 
you can select when your race is and the kind of time you want to do and what kind of mileage you've been doing um and it just pops up kind of you know 30 minutes here and there and or whatever like it's kind of basic but it's all integrated and yeah they've got you can have a look at your workouts you can have a look at your how your pace zones um heart rate zones you can also compare past workouts with different workout like it's it's all kind you know it's all more at the, around the basic level of of data analysis but um it's all yeah it's like it's quite cheap and it's already in-house like you're not having to like you and i um go then to training peaks yeah yeah um because like i've worked with athletes and they're like oh, i just use strava I'm like oh can you send it through to training peaks so i can use my an analysis analytic tools um but now like with strava having so much more um analysis and training um integration that's why i've been able to link it to my online training platform um and you can you can see it all so people are yeah not needing the training peaks kind of software which is as you know like pretty high end and hard to understand for new users yeah I think like from a coaching perspective, those better training like softwares, like it just um, just gives us what we need to look at. Um, so like I've had athletes before tell me, oh yeah, everything's on Strava. Um, do you want to have a look at that? I'm like, well, yeah, I can see a little bit. I can see like how much you've done and like probably how hard you've gone. Um, but yeah, Training Peaks like just kind of used to looking at that software, so it's easier to know what to look for. Well, they make it a lot easier for someone. So like, why I've recommended Strava for the end user is they make it very easy for the athlete to look at what they want to look at. Yeah. Um, in terms of Training Peaks, that's more for a coach to look at what they want to look at. Yeah, um, right. But the good news is with Strava also like it's a few clicks and it'll integrate into the softwares that we use as coaches yeah yeah it just it'll just populate your whole calendar for your whole life <laughs> um and then then we know exactly what to look for after that and that's only a few clicks away so if yeah if you were going to subscribe to one thing you're recommending um strava strava yeah. premium what is it yeah, called yeah super uh, strava. It's called strava summit strava summit okay there we go yeah so there's there's a bunch of other sort of add-ons um, that you get with it, but um, for the most part, like the training analysis pack, because um, you can get three different packs. Um, the training analysis one was was fine, was um, and that's prob that's for you know that's well under fifty US. No, oh, cool. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that would be that would be it. it's a pretty fun. Those membership things are quite fun as well to play around with. Yeah, because um, you could still lost. post a selfie of yourself exercising as well. So, like, <laughs> yeah, you get a bit of a bit of everything. Yeah, well, like you know, if you you also get some of that um, that age group and weight range Strava like segment stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so if you weren't interested, that it is kind of cool to go. Oh, actually, you know, for for a heavier person, I'm I'm right up there. Yeah. Or in the older age group, this is really. I'm actually way way up there. Like now, I'm actually competing with like grouped um, individuals. Yeah. Not like professional athletes. Yeah. Well, that's why my dad likes it because there's like a lot of fast roadies um, 
in the area where I grew up. And, you know, he's, he's pretty fast. Like, my dad's pretty fast. And, um, but he can't compete with, you know, some of the 30 or 35 or, you know, 40-year-olds that are, you know, racing crits every weekend. So if he goes out on a road ride, he might get, I don't even know where he'll land. But if he goes in his age group, um, you know, he's pretty pumped then because he can yeah. get some KOMs. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. to shoot for. So. Yeah, and I mean, your dad's got arms like, buddy, I don't know. What's got big arms? Gorilla? Yeah, yeah gorilla. actually, I saw this photo of a hairless chimpanzee. It just, um, <laughs> I don't know why. And, uh, like, it just popped up. On, and, like, I was like, man, that guy's shredded. And I was like, oh, wait. Yes. It, w- but, it um, was your dad? No, no, it was a hairless chimpanzee. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. No, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just you just reminded me but um yeah. yeah so um yeah if he if he gets if he doesn't get a kom that day he just goes into the gym and gets a um i don't know a squat om <laughs> squat of the mountain or something yeah <laughs> squat of the mountain uh matt yeah too good oh well that's like pretty much perfect we've only got 20 seconds left there we go so All right. i will um started again and for the last 10 minutes we will wrap it up with any other things you would buy any other things i would buy Uh... so some like one of the things i thought is pretty lame but um good gloves okay so we're talking like ran the randomest of yeah yeah like good gloves running or cycling or mountain biking like have just made a really there's something that's very cheap and has made a really big difference to my enjoyability of a certain sport yeah okay. like in winter when i got good cycling gloves my road cycling ones my waterproof windproof ones i was like wow this is a lot more comfortable um same with mountain biking not necessarily the winter ones but ones with grip and padding um and then running ones just warmth was yeah 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 okay yeah yeah like I, proper ones as well not just like the casual ones you get from the the local like department store yeah well the, i heard um this quote probably like one of the local outdoor shops or whatever the big ones big outdoor shops like there's no such thing as bad weather only the wrong gear and yeah. i would honestly i would totally just agree with that like because you know living in new zealand like the weather can be really bad like people are like oh yeah the temperature stays pretty good all year and it kind of does but like it's pretty wet like a lot of the time in the winter um so but if you have the right gear like you're fine um and that you know it starts it starts at the gloves really for me like in the cold and the wet like have the right gloves have a good vest and stuff but um yeah like so if i had to pick my randoms um I would go with good cycling shorts, a good helmet, and some good glasses. <laughs> um, because you just need to be comfortable. And if you get the low-end shorts, like the, I don't know, like six-panel, like super thin chamois, they're just, they're just not nice. Um, you're just going to get chafing. Um, your skin's going to feel weird like as you're pedaling because it's going to stretch weirdly. Like get some really, really good shorts. Um, splurge a little bit because you you'll want to wear them all the time um yeah yeah 
definitely some good shorts. And I had a, this really bad helmet that just didn't fit nicely. And I tried to like make it work because it was like a good brand. And um, yeah. it just pushed my head weird with my glasses. So then I was like, oh, I need new glasses. <laughs> and um, so I, I got new glasses. And then I was like, you know what? It's my helmet. This helmet sucks. So I got a good helmet, um, a, that one that fit me properly. And um, I'm just way happier. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. So, plus, like, you only got one head. And I've broken enough helmets to know that, you know, don't skimp. Yeah, you'll, man. You'll I end up like me. put my head into a jump last week on Corridor. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be the first one or the last one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've got a... Emma, Emma got me a good helmet last year. Once we moved to Rotorua, a good mountain biking one rather than using my road one. And uh, the fact that it came down on my temples was very good because that's exactly where I face planted the the dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a yeah. good one. So, um, and also, if I can just add one final thing, <laughs> and I'm not going to add anything else after this, um, is like some good chamois cream. Like, cause uh, there's yeah. nothing worse than chafing, and that goes, I, you know, as far as I know, for any sport. Um, that's like, in, yeah, like chamois cream. So. Um, for those who don't ride, that's sort of like your undercarriage cream. And it has little bits, uh, it has like antibacterial um, compounds in it, as well as obviously your um, like glycerol kind of like, it's because if you use Vaseline, you're just blocking your pores and you're probably going to end up with just as many pimples or sores um, in, in your undercarriage. Yeah, but, uh, and the same, same, yeah, same goes for, um, and like if you're running ultras or something and you anything you're going to be over three hours with a continuous movement you want some good anti-chafe yeah that would be that would be uh yeah you know like if someone's like oh i'm gonna get um i've got you know whatever 40 bucks and i'm gonna get some strava summit premium online platform but have you got any anti-chafe cream i'd highly recommend that over yeah <laughs> over some online platform because comfort wise that'll that'll have the win every time yeah i mean you're not going to get good data if you're like pulled over like trying to put bandages on your self while you're (laughs) you're running are you like the data is going to be pointless yeah actually pro tip um i have a little um you know you get like when you get some medicine and maybe it's antibiotics and you've only got like a course of like five days or something, you get a little medicine container. I fill that up with, um, with anti-chafe cream and put it in my camelback. There you go. So that's, you can do the reapply. Yeah. Yeah. That that actually, that would have been good for me to have like back in the day. I can remember I was just, I was on a long ride and, um, I used to carry, um, instead of carrying, chafing cream I used to carry chapstick because my lips would get really chapped um, on a long ride just because it was so cold and stuff so I ended up um, having to use the chapstick as my anti-chafing cream (laughs) just to get home because like uh, I was in such pain Um, so yeah uh, that would have been nice actually for me to carry around is a little bit bit of that okay um yeah, not 100% sure of the relevance of that story, uh, but I'm sure everyone appreciates it. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, I'm, but we could probably go on forever, and that's why we limited it to, to 10 minutes each one. Okay, I'm not going to add And one or two thing. things. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, all right, well then just to finish off, Matt, you for the weekend, what's going down? For the weekend, honestly, I haven't even thought about the weekend, so um, that's pretty good. Uh, what do I have on? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I know like uh, I have a lot of uh, my athletes racing this weekend, which is pretty cool. That's pretty exciting. I really like when race season comes around, and um, so this is like kind of in the mid-Atlantic region in the States where the racing season is just getting started in Enduro. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. And then, um, yeah, mostly just lay low, get some riding in, and have a bit of fun. Yeah. Speaking of the race season, yeah, race season in full effect with like, I mean, there's London Marathon, there's um, second round of the World Triathlon Series, there's the first round of the Downhill Series. Um, but one thing you would have really enjoyed, I watched the, the triathlon in Bermuda, and the guy who won his pacing. Oh. Matt, you need to watch triathlon for for a huge lack of pacing. So there's this rumor, I don't this um, dogma, I guess that goes around that the faster you can get out of transition and get through the first two k's, the better you'll end up. So this is on the run, and you know this is a two hour event. And uh, he said, oh, I just wanted to pace myself. Caught the guys and then ran away from them. There you like, go. Hey. He won, like, and the and the commentators sort of seem to ignore the fact that you can not be at the front at the very start of the run and still win, you know. Um, and they seem to ignore the fact that everyone is slowing down and he's speeding up, rather than like always oh, not even speeding up. He's just not slowing down. Mm. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought there was uh, like yeah, you'll have to. I really want to touch on this. Um, because yeah it's one of those things where they're like oh you got to get out fast otherwise but anyway that was just i was just watching it and yeah i and love the pacing was, chat you would have i was really appreciative of it as well because they completely wrote this guy off and he ran you know and they were going they're trying to win the race in the first 5k's and it's a 10k run yeah he came through them you know it was a hot day as well so mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool and okay cool yeah well that's that's fine and i've got the the marathon i'm nervous excited anxious everything about it um hoping for good weather and yeah that's pretty much my weekend and then i'll be putting my feet up uh and chilling out for a little bit yeah there we go there we go all right matt well thanks for that that's all right thank you billy (laughs) okay all right enjoy the rain yeah you too mate